On this episode of the Living Magically podcast, we are looking at the element Earth, talking about some good TV shows, and our chime time is looking at Moonstone. To the Living Magically podcast. I am Dee, your host, and this is episode six. So how are you, you lovely guys out there? I hope that you are all well. I've had a tricky um, week or so, and I'm a bit behind on my work because of that. So it means that I'm actually recording this episode on the 3rd of March, um, which is kind of scary because I know it's due out tomorrow. <laughs> so um I need to make sure I get this done right. Um, but never mind, we all have our ups and downs in life, and that's what makes us all the humans and that. So we just have to do the best we can and hope that everything sorts itself out in the end. I want to hear from you guys and I want you to tell me what you think of the podcast so far. This is episode six, so we're now halfway through the first series, and I'd love to know what you think. I know there's a few of you out there that are watching regularly because I can see on my analytics um, how many people are watching um, or listening, I should say, and whereabouts they live in terms of, not, not their addresses, but in terms of countries and towns and things. So I can tell that I have some regular listeners, but you're quiet. You're so quiet, guys. I need to know that you're out there. So I'd love for you to get in touch. You can email me or you can get on social media or you can leave me a voice message through the um, Anchor app, I think it is, that I record my podcast on. So there's lots of options. So don't be quiet. Come on, guys. I want you to get in touch and let me know what you think. Let me know if you've got some really cool ideas that I could incorporate into the show. That would be great too. So don't stay quiet. I need to know that you guys are out there. So today we are going to be talking about the element Earth um, primarily. And then of course we have some other bits and pieces as well. So we've been doing, if you're a new listener, we've been doing the four elements. So we've already done um, fire, air and water. And then this is the final one of the four, which is earth. So what I'll do is I'll start off as I normally do by going through the correspondence um, for the element earth. And then I can talk a bit more about how you can connect with that element. And as always, if you're um, thinking, goodness, I can't keep up with what you're saying, how am I meant to keep a record of this? You know, if you're somebody who likes to note down what the element correspondence are, do not worry because it will be on the blog. It's not on the blog at the moment um, because I've been doing a lot of stuff ready for the holiday um, that we have coming up, Stara, but it will be on there soon. And as soon as it's on there, you'll be able to see everything that I'm telling you now. And you will also be able to download a free sheet with the um, 
you know, important correspondence on it um, that you can then add to your book of shadows or what have you if you would like to. So there's no need to panic, guys. We have all the time in the world. Um, so I'm going to stop rambling and I'm going to get on with that earth correspondence. So the earth, of course, we live on the earth. Um, it is how we grow our food, you know, our plants, our crops. Um, it's where the trees are growing that help provide oxygen. Um, so it sustains our life here on Earth. Of course, there can be natural disasters where Earth can take away life because you can have earthquakes um, and, of course, you can be suffocated by Earth. I always think, what a way to go. You'll be buried alive. It's a terrifying thought for me. Um, we all have our things that we don't, you know, that scare us the most, and that's one of mine. So it can give and take away life, just as all the other elements can as well. And, of course, the Earth is maybe uh, an, another easy one to connect with, I suppose, because we live on it. So that makes it quite easy in itself to, you know, see it. And you can see it, you can touch it, you can feel it, you're living on it. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. And there's lots of things that you can do to connect with the Earth, which we will get to in a moment. So for the correspondence for the element Earth, the cardinal position is north. And the pentacle position is lower left. The star signs which correspond to Earth are Capricorn, Taurus and Virgo. And the planets are Venus and Saturn. And the corresponding time is midnight. And the season is winter. The chakra is root and the corresponding tarot is the pentacles and the coins. So that's your basic information there for your correspondence. And then we'll move on to colours. And of course the colours are green, brown and black. So that is your typical earthy colours and of course the plants are green. So that's you know what you'd really expect, isn't it, for your colours there. When um, talking about the earth, it has certain characteristics that are associated with it and they are good to know because it helps you decide what would be good in terms of magic um, to work with if you're using earth. So the characteristics of earth are strength, growth, fertility, prosperity, Empathy, stability, motherhood, and nature. So now I'm going to move on to the crystals that correspond with Earth. So we have quartz, amphiest, moss agate, emerald, Onyx, tourmaline, jasper, 
3A8, Azurite, and Jet. So quite a good selection there. And then for the herbs and incense that correspond with Earth, um, they are primarily, um, I guess you could say, that all herbs um, and plants and things correspond with Earth. But we have a few that seem to be um, well matched to and well agreed upon um, in terms of Earth correspondence. And they are oak, cedar, ivy, primrose, patchouli, magnolia, moss, barley, and honeysuckle. And then in terms of your altar, if you wanted to represent the earth element on your altar, then you could use one of these items. So you could use a green candle, you could use one of those earth crystals that I just went through. Excuse my doggies, please. Um, you could use a bowl of salt or a pentacle, a bowl of soil or a piece of wood. So that is the main correspondence for earth. So now we'll move on to talking about how you can connect with that element or reconnect if you feel that you've lost your connection. So I will go through some ways that you can achieve that. So one of the easiest ways to connect with Earth is to be in, you know, be outside um, with no shoes on, so you can feel the Earth under your feet. Um, I think. Certainly, I have been very much conditioned as I was growing up, um, you know, to keep away from the earth, always wear shoes, don't touch it or play in it because it's dirty, um, you know, all that kind of stuff, which is actually completely wrong for wanting to connect with earth. If you want to connect with earth, you need to touch it, you need to put your hands in it, you need to walk barefoot, feel it under your feet. Um, you know, get the smells of different earths and soils and things and just be in the earth and take a walk if you like, you know, and be outside as with everything pagan and natural living. We want to be outside as much as we can really because that's how you connect to everything. Um, and another great way to connect with the earth in terms of that, um, that corresponds with that is gardening. Um, something actually that I don't do because I've just never really had the opportunity to but it, I'm starting to look into it at the moment because what better way to connect with the element of earth than to actually work in the earth and grow your own herbs that you can then use in your magic so it's sort of like all connects to each other which I love so that is a great way to connect with the earth um, and or you could have a earth altar dedicated to the earth element using those items that I was listed in the correspondence earlier and if you decide to do that then you need to have it up for a couple of weeks and you also need to sit at it for a minimum of 10 minutes a day um, and sort of meditate about the earth and how thankful you are for it 
how you're going to use it in your magic, how you're going to do these things to connect with it and be thankful that we have the earth. Um, and that is a great way to build up a relationship with earth and connect to it. Um, another idea is to go outside um, with a litter bag, go for a walk around your local area and literally clean up the earth. Um, that way you're showing the earth how much you care about it because you are tidying up messes that you didn't even make because you want to protect the earth and you want it to be beautiful and for everybody to have to enjoy it. So that is a really lovely way to connect with the earth as well. Now I wanted to talk about um, ley lines as well because, well, they're quite a um, Marmite topic, I guess. It's like people believe, well, they don't believe, I guess, um, with ley lines. So if you don't know, ley lines are meant to be these invisible lines that we can't see, but they connect different sites or monuments or um, natural things, you know, like um, Stonehenge, for example, um, would be something, it would be, have a ley line going through it, and it will also connect to other spiritual places or natural places um, and it's meant to be because well basically there was a man called Alfred Watkins in 1920s who sort of really gave them the name of ley lines and was very vocal about the fact that he felt that our ancestors had built our um, spiritual places for example like Stonehenge on these ley lines so that they all like lined up with each other because those ley lines have more sort of power and energy coming from them from the earth. Um, so obviously, if you were to do your magic on a ley line, then in theory you'd have a lot more power going to you um, and a lot more oomph behind your magic. Um, scientists don't agree; they say that that's wrong. Um, they say they say there's no proof. Um, you know, some people have said there's just so many, um, especially in Britain, there's so many spiritual monuments or places of worship or natural, you know, landmarks that you could literally make a ley line and, you know, you could connect everything up because there's so many things. Um, but this is not just in Britain, this is worldwide that these lines are meant to exist going around the world. Um, and you know, and then others say that they definitely do exist and that you can even feel there's more, you know, like when you um, you can use those energy, I don't know what they're called, I'm not very scientific, but there are things that monitor energy levels and there are higher levels of energy in the on, on these ley lines, especially when they cross each other. Um, interestingly, I think that it's interesting that when I researched it in terms of England, because that's where I live, um, they said that there seemed to be a, I think it was five, um, I think it was five lines that are mostly agreed upon as being like proper ley lines. And on the, on one of those lines, you had Glastonbury and you had Stonehenge. And they're obviously two places that we would say in terms of magics and pagans and Wiccans and witchcraft, they are two very, very important places and they are both on a ley line. 
Um, and there's only four, I mean, this is just looking at five ley lines. So it's not saying there's millions of lines. This is just looking at these five main ones. Um, so I think it's quite interesting that they're both on it because maybe that does mean that they are real. I think, if I was to give my personal opinion, I am uh, in agreement that they are. So there is such a thing as ley lines, I think. Um, so basically, the reason that I'm telling you this is because if you happen to be near a ley line or live on a ley line or have access to visit a ley line, you might be able to feel that energy difference that and feel that more sort of power and strong energy pulsating from these lines. Unfortunately for me, I don't live anywhere near one. <laughs> so I was so disappointed when I looked at the map and saw that um, that I don't live anywhere near any ley lines in terms of those main ones that everyone had agreed upon. So that was so disappointing. But I am hoping at some point, once COVID has packed its bags, that I will get to um, go on a little trip somewhere. And I'm hoping to visit Glastonbury and um, Stonehenge and a couple of other places that are around that area um, and I will be um, having a think about those ley lines when I do that and seeing if I feel different um, when I'm on the ley lines. So that it might be another way that you could connect with the earth if you you know are following the same thoughts as me so you agree that they are um, real and something that you could work with and you happen to have access to them then that could be another way that you could connect with the earth element. So I hope you found this segment interesting and I hope that you've enjoyed, if you've been a regular listener, I hope you've enjoyed the four elements that we have done. Um, and if you have ideas for other topical um, mini series that I can do, then let me know. Okay, so we're going to have a couple of minutes of mindfulness. I have another music track to play for you guys. Um, this is another one from the PurplePlanet.com website, and it's called Time to Dream. I think it's really lovely. Um, I'd love to know what you guys think. Um, so if it's safe to do so, close your eyes, take some deep breaths, clear your mind, and see where the music takes you.
that was really really lovely i have such a smile on my face i don't know what it was i just i i always do these with um with you guys alongside you all so i closed my eyes i took deep breaths i listened to the music and i just felt this massive grin ear to ear appear on my face um really uplifting really lovely um i really really enjoyed that track let me know guys if you felt the same okay so we're just going to spend a few minutes talking about some tv shows that i've watched um that i thought you might find enjoyable too if you have not already seen them so the first one that i wanted to talk to you about is called um a discovery of witches now there are two seasons of this out at the moment i watched the first season as soon as it aired last year and then the second season aired about a month ago they're both um they've both been on sky tv and um i find it very good because it's you know obviously about witchcraft being a discoverer of witches there is um the vampires in it there is magic um time travel in season two um <laughs> love and romance and unfortunate death and all sorts of things going on so it is a very enjoyable show and i often talk about my little facebook group that i'm in it's not mine i'm just in it um that is for uk witches and pagans and um they've even been all talking about it in there as well saying how good it is so it's not just my opinion it is uh, overwhelming um from the our kind of community it's overwhelming five stars i think for that series so i must say if you haven't seen it um please do watch because it is ever so good um and if you really get into it like i did you're going to be so annoyed at the end of the um, season two because it just felt like there was so much going on. And I just thought, well, how can that be the end of season two? I don't understand. Um, so they better be making a season three as I'm going to have a breakdown, I think, because I need to know what happens. So, um, yeah, really, really good. Um, another one is called fate the winks saga i think that's how it's pronounced w-i-n-k um i'm assuming it's winks um that is a really nice little show as well um that was on netflix and season one has all been shown and it does say on there that a second season is coming so that's really good because i very much enjoyed that show too now, I do believe that that might have been made before. Um, I don't know whether they've remade the same, you know, just updated it sort of thing, or whether this is just like a follow-on from something earlier. I don't know. I had never seen it before, but it is very good. It's about a um, school um, that people are sent to when they have magic abilities. Um, I suppose a little bit like Harry Potter, um, but so much cooler and um, much more in line with, with real magic. So, um, but of course, it's, you know, all a bit of fun and there's, um, you know, some romance going on and um, some 
as like an evil person and different things. So it's very good. Bit of a mystery going along as well, um, which I always like because I do like my mysteries. So I really did enjoy it. And when I first watched it, I must say, I thought it was going to be like a kids thing because I'm a bit of a baby. I like watching, you know, like Disney films and kids series and stuff. So I got quite shocked when they started swearing in it and things. And I was like, oh, okay, this isn't meant for kids. This is actually meant for adults. So it was very good. Um, and I definitely recommend you having a view if you haven't already. And then the last one that I want to tell you about is one that I watched the other day. Um, there's only one season. A huge amount of episodes in there, which because it was really good I'm desperately hoping that they follow it up with some more um, seasons because it only just came out um, it's on Netflix and it's called Tribes of Europa now it's not really um, as much, it's not, re not anything like the first two shows that I've just been talking about this is much more um, I don't know. I was going to say maybe a bit like Game of Thrones, but I've never watched Game of Thrones, so I can't really say. Just thinking about the trailers I've seen of Game of Thrones, that might be more in line with that kind of um, genre. But it's really, um, really good for getting your mind thinking because it's all based on an event that happens in 2029 when all the electrics, technologies, gone we have no electric we have no gas we have no computers or smartphones or cars or anything everything's gone and it's like you've been reset back to like the middle ages but of course people didn't know how to handle that because they've been brought up with the luxury of all these lovely things that we have um so the whole world went to pot and um and this is about, this is like, you know, so many years later, and this is about, um, it sort of focuses on one tribe um, who kind of really, for me, I thought were very pagan-like in their way that they were living in the forest. They were trying to keep themselves to themselves. They didn't want to get involved with any, you know, um, fighting or anything. They just wanted to be at one with nature and hunt and grow things and, and look after each other, which I thought was lovely. But unfortunately for them, things don't work out like that and they get dragged into something much darker if you don't like blood and gore you might want to stay away from it because it is quite um, graphic at times um, but I found it very enjoyable uh, also if you're somebody who doesn't like watching things that have been dubbed then I'm afraid this has this is actually a German production and it has been dubbed over with English um, voiceovers so that we can enjoy it without having to read the screen I don't mind reading subtitles but um, when you just want to chill out and relax and watch something and it's so much easier when you don't have to constantly be looking at the screen to see what it says so um, I prefer to watch the dubbed things myself now one of my daughters refuses point blank to watch anything dubbed because she says that she can't bear to see like the mouth's not lining up with the words but unless you're constantly staring at their lips, personally, I don't think it really matters. So if you don't mind things that are being dubbed, if you don't mind a bit of blood and gore, I would definitely give the um, Tribes of Europa on Netflix a watch because it was very, very enjoyable. Now, if you guys out there are going to watch any of these, then once you've had a watch, let me know if you did enjoy them or not, if I've given you good advice or not. 
um, or if you totally disagree with everything I've said, let me know that too. I like to be informed on what you guys are thinking. Um, but I just thought it'd be nice to just give you guys a little update on some things you can watch, because of course, we are still in lockdown at the moment. We have got a end date in sight for when we might be allowed to live normally again at some point in the future. But for now, we are still all locked in. So we're all probably consuming far too much TV, but we have to keep ourselves occupied in some sense or, you know, do something, don't we? So I thought that that might be nice for you guys to have a look at. And we know what that noise is, don't we, guys? It's chime time. It's that point in the show where we talk about something that relates to witchcraft in terms of crystals, herbs, incense, and other magical items. So today we are talking about moonstone. Now, I must say, a moonstone is one of my favourites. Um, if you've listened to earlier episodes, you know that my most favourite stone is the citron. But I think Moonstone is probably my second favourite. I don't know why, it was just I felt drawn to it. And the first um, jewellery that I bought with a um, crystal stone in it, um, since returning to um, my Wiccan roots, was Moonstone earrings. Because I just felt like I needed to have the Moonstone close to me. Um, so I do, um, you know, love that, love that stone. Like I said before, I'm sure everybody has their own sort of um, stones that they much prefer and feel more drawn to than others. Um, and moonstone is one of mine. So, actually, talking about moonstones, just a little side note. Um, my daughter, my youngest, who's just turned 13, and um, she, in the UK, it's Mother's Day in a couple of weeks, because I had a really difficult week last week, she decided to gift me um, two of my Mother's Day presents early. So one was a packet of incense sticks that I wanted called Angel, and then the other was a bag of Moonstone tumble stones. So I was very, very pleased um, and very excited, and they sit on my altar at the moment. And I just keep looking at them, they're just beautiful, all different shades and stuff. Um, because with Moonstone, you can get peach moonstone which are all the ones with the orangey um you know that sort of orangey coloured and then you can get what they call rainbow uh, moonstone which normally is more of a blue and then your normal uh, moonstone is a white and um, sometimes grey so i am very pleased because i've got a nice mixture of uh, lovely stones moonstones um, and apparently she's got me something else that i i I get on Mother's Day as well, so I'm a very lucky mummy. Right, back to uh, the moonstone then. So, um, it is known to be a stone for new beginnings, and in terms of its correspondence, it is a water crystal, so it corresponds with the element water, and also um, corresponds with the moon, which is not a big surprise with it being called moonstone. Um, the High Priestess Tarot card also corresponds with Moonstone and it corresponds with the Third Eye and the Crown Chakras. 
it is well i think one of the reasons probably that it's called moonstone is that in ancient times um people thought that it was part of the moon um they thought that the moonbeams had hit the earth and frozen and made these moonstones so i think that's where the name comes from it is a feminine stone so it can balance out energies like yin and yang um, aspect and it's also really good um, for helping you get in touch with your feminine side that goes for men as well as women and because it is um, very much linked to the moon and femininity that can have effects on your periods as well. I had, um, sure I had something just now. Let me just check that I haven't. I lost my, too many tabs open. I've lost where I am. It is, um, very good at supporting divination and enhancing psychic powers um, and it also is very much linked to dream work as well I um, have seen a lot of spells um, that are to do with enhancing psychic abilities or to do with dreams and they do use moonstones a lot um, I've written my own for a um, a spell bag for something I'm working on and I'm using a moonstone in that spell bag as well because it's very very good for that type of work going back to what I where I got lost a minute ago I knew I had it somewhere um, it's good for helping with female hormone issues and it's also known to be good for fertility as well um, it has been said to enhance fertility and ladies used to um they used to sew it into their, their hems of their skirts um with the belief that it would then help them with their fertility um it is also um meant to be very good at helping you travel uh, keeping you safe when you travel particularly if you're traveling at night um, so they say if you were to wear moonstone jewellery or if you put a tumble stone in your pocket or your um, you know, overnight bag or whatever you've got with you, um, then that will help look after you on your travels. So you can see it is quite a, a, a nice little stone with some lovely, um, you know, some lovely correspondence with it. Um, I think one of the main things that I find with it is that it has really helped me um, develop a lot more with my um, intuition and um, I feel like it's really kept me balanced as well. Um, as somebody who has had a lot of um, female issues and also um, with my mental health as well um, I've been quite off balance but I do feel very 
balanced now and I do wear my moonstone earrings quite a lot um, so I do feel like maybe that has helped me because um, particularly last week when I had a very hard week um, re, you know in the past I would have reacted very badly um, either very very angrily or um, you know had a complete breakdown but since returning to the craft I have um, really sort of had to say it I've really um, I don't know found myself I guess and I don't have that anger um, or that or the sort of fragile mind that I had before I feel much more balanced and I'm think that some of that is down to the moonstone so that is all the information I have about moonstones if you have anything that I've left out that you think people need to know then do let me know so that I can pass it on um, and if you've enjoyed this segment, then do let me know because it's nice to hear from you guys and it's nice to know if I'm doing things well. And that brings us to the end of today's show. So thank you so, so much for listening to the Living Magically podcast. If you've enjoyed it, then please do show your support by subscribing and sharing on social media. If you want to get in touch, just pop on over to my blog, dsworldofwicca.co.uk, where you will find all of my social links. Also, you can leave me a voice message, which could even appear on the next episode. I always love to hear from you, so make sure that you do get in touch. I hope you have a brilliant week, and I'll speak soon. Blessed be.